The Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer. Near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one today, Jerry Agar from the Jerry Agar Show is here. Courtney Betty is a Toronto lawyer with Betty's Law. Vass Bednar, executive director of the MPP in Digital Society at McMaster University. Good to have you all. Hope you're having a good Friday. Um, I want to do a quick go-round on the announcement yesterday that effectively protests are going to be banned from the Avenue Road overpass. And Courtney, I'll start with you because uh, you have been at times an activist and you are a lawyer. And... <laughs> <laughs> this is two fingers up the nose for civil libertarians, but frankly, I got no issue with it. Well, you know what, John? It's interesting. Uh, Justice, my daughter, told me uh, many years ago, uh, make sure you're not described as an activist. But let's put it. Let's let's deal with it <laughs> okay. this way. Let, 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 here's my here's my view, John. Most situations, I totally would say, you know, any attempt to limit pro- protest. Um, poses a challenge. Uh, I, I actually watched the, the the interview, the presentation with the chief of police, and I agree with him. We have a dangerous situation here. He's pointed out a rationale as to why this specific area poses a danger to public safety. And more importantly, John, I think we got to salute the police. They've been doing a great job. I think he said over 300 protests. Um, it's not a big deal to say this particular area should there should be no protest. So I'm mean, actually in support of the chief today. Let me turn to Vaz Bednar, because Vaz, I've had issues in the past, for example, at the G20, where they said, okay, everybody can protest, but you're going to have to do it on the lakefront. Um, but in the case of this overpass protest, we get it. You've been doing it for three weeks in a row. We're done. <laughs> Yeah, I am surprised that we're trying to be so prescriptive about that, especially when we think about what a decent rationale would be. You know, one of the other stories you have us looking at is distracted driving or kind of bad behaviors we have. And nobody's saying that protests are something they feel guilty about glancing at or getting distracted at when they're driving. So I'm surprised by this step. And I think it's probably overstepping just a little bit. So overstepping, telling people they can't protest on Avenue Road. Yeah. I mean, why are people protesting on Avenue Road? Because they know it's a it's a pain point and a pressure point, right? Where do we want people to protest? You know, when people protest sort of symbolically, it's like on the weekend at uh, Queens Park. Well, it's like, guess who's guess who's in that building right now? Not a lot of people. Um, so if people want to have these expressions, I think we still need to stay flexible about where that is. That's the entire point is to cause this kind of consternation nation. The right to protest, like uh, freedom of speech, is not unlimited. And uh, that's an illegal protest right from the get-go. I think they let it go on a lot longer than they should have. And very much like the trucker protest, I supported them. And then I got to the point where I said, you guys made your point, go home. And they, and they wouldn't go home. Uh, and then that turned people against them. And uh, so you have all of those combination of things. But what it comes down to is, it is not an unlimited right to protest. And to you don't have the right to block um, major... Um, freeways and those and intersections and those kinds of places. And secondly, why are they doing it there, John? We all know why they're doing it there. They're trying to intimidate Jews. 
Let's continue. And actually, uh, Vaz will jump to the topic you were just uh, intimating about, and that is Canadian drivers effectively grieving all the terrible things they already do. So they like to speed, but they think speeding's bad. They like to uh, have rolling stops, but they think rolling stops are bad. I guess there's not a lot of insight here. We're all very uh, indulgent about the bad things we do in ourselves. Well, I mean, driving after drinking, driving after using cannabis, sort of fascinating that it's there, that people are expressing remorse, but still acknowledging that they that they do it. I was surprised that text messaging and being on telephones wasn't still showing up. I know that vehicles increasingly have, you know, smart displays and, you know, are voice activated. But I swear when I'm driving uh, very cautiously with my baby on board sticker, I see a lot of people with their heads down and I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, although, Jerry, you know, I will confess freely here, because I'm not going to be held to account for it probably by any official capacity, but um, I'll be at a stoplight and I'll quickly pull out the phone to see what the text that just came in reads. And, you know, that's the sort of indulgence, I think, that people are talking about here. Yeah, I I don't know why it's illegal to use your phone when you're at a stoplight, except for the fact that if you're the first person in line, it's kind of irritating when the light turns green and you aren't going anywhere. Um, So, and especially if it's one of those short left turn lights that we're waiting and you're sitting there reading your text instead of going. But actually, I take something encouraging out of this story. And that is that people know what the law is and they have enough character to say, hey, I'm not perfect. I've done this myself. That doesn't mean it's right. I just I'm just acknowledging that I'm not perfect. Well, and Courtney, Betty, you know, we've talked enough about my speeding tickets, which happened at 345 in the morning on a street that had no pedestrians at the time. Um, But it is interesting, I think, to think that everybody's very judgy about other drivers behavior, not about their own. Well, John, we're all in a rush now. It's a rush society. Um, There's always the need to send that text, to take that call. Traffic is a nightmare. Um, You know, we've got to kind of try and find a balance here. But again, you know, I learned very early on, actually, when when the law was passed in regards to texting, that it's not even just texting. If you actually have the phone in your hand, you could actually be charged. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Can I get your quick thoughts on the passing of Ed Broadbent? And Courtney, I'll start with you. Um, I mean, I think for an awful lot of people, I mean, Vaz Bednar, I'm not going to speak in your behalf, but I imagine that he's not much on the radar because passing away at the age of 87, having made his career in the 60s, 70s and 80s, he's uh, not top of mind anymore. But uh, I was very fond of Ed Broadbent, Courtney. Well, you know, Broadbent, (laughs) you know, is very interesting because he goes against, you know, the definition that we have of politician, of a politician. He just came across as a real great humanitarian. And I think, uh, you know, the the comments that have been made both by the prime minister and and the president leader of the NDP uh, is just a small sample of the of the great work that he's done over the years. And Vaz, like I said, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I imagine at your age, Ed Broadbent's probably not a towering political figure. Au contraire. I mean, first ah. of all, I feel like I'm older than everyone thinks. It could be the adult <laughs> acne, but as a policy person, <laughs> as a pol, I th- I I am about to turn 38. Okay. Um, as a policy person, right? Somebody like Ed Broadbent, who is kind of so anchored 
in in his values and steadfast certainly stands out in Canada, as does, you know, the institution founded in his name to contribute, you know, policy and, and political ideas. So I have admiration for this man. I don't have a personal relationship uh, with him. But, you know, to to find out that he passed the day that everyone is also celebrating Jean Chrétien's 90th birthday, I think is a reminder of a particular tier of Canadian politician um, that uh, we're we're starting to lose. And I mourn that. Hayes McCallion's son, Tornado Peter McCallion, was present with his cowboy hat, I might add, in studio at 7.05 this morning. He didn't declare he's running for mayor, but if he came all the way in from Mississauga, it's pretty clear he is running for mayor. Jerry, you had a chance to talk with him, I think. I did. In, you know, off the air. Any yeah. impressions? Well, why, why did you lead with the hat? Why? Because yeah. it's because it's weird. Is it? Yeah. He had the hat and the boots. I mean, he. I, I didn't see the boots. He's got a cowboy mentality, I guess. Um, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I like people who are characters. He is a bit of a character. I, I would say he made. Uh, and if he's still listening, here's what I would say. Okay. Don't say that you want to make Mississauga great again. Okay, that's uh, that's not a good way to lead. Any any cues you take from Trump are not going to be helpful to you. Okay, uh, but that said, uh, I mean certainly he carries a name. We've got a prime minister who became prime minister because he carries a name. Uh, let's be honest. And uh, so it'll be interesting if uh, if he gets in the race. Yeah, Vas. I always find it fascinating this idea that there's some kind of royal jelly in a family that the children of politicians. Who who succeeded should necessarily be granted power. I think it's some of that connective tissue or that, you know, that you're seeing. It's like maybe take your kid to work day really stood out. I'm half kidding. <laughs> but the the familiarity of what that job entails and maybe it seems more attractive or more possible but i agree that it's certainly frustrating i think for for the maybe it's comforting for for some uh voters but i think it, it's frustrating for most when it seems that it's just sort of combined with all of canada's other kind of oligarchic tendencies if we're just going to see the same names over and over i think that's kind of boring but maybe maybe this gentleman has just what mississauga needs and courtney i know you're on the road so maybe you didn't get to hear our conversation. It, it was a curious one, I have to say. Well, you know, John, sitting at the dining room table for all those years with his mother, he's probably got a greater knowledge of Mississauga than most other people. And as Jerry pointed out, he's got a name. And at the end of the day, uh, name recognition seems to be a big thing for voters, even more so than policy direction. And let's stick with Mississauga for a moment. Uh, Jerry, today's the last day for Bonnie Crombie as mayor, and then she will graduate to, well, not necessarily graduate, but she'll move to leader of the provincial liberals. Right. And the party itself is going to pay her $185,000 based on donations. Is that okay. anything of note? Well, it, it's none of my business. Uh, I, I think I probably echo, I believe I heard Deb say this earlier the, this morning. I don't contribute to the Liberal Party. So what they do, they're a private organization. And by the way, they're not really actually a party at this point. So if they can raise $185,000, good for them. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, they're a I party. Think, they don't have party status. Yes, uh, but they're a private organization. And so if they want to pay her almost as much as the premier makes, um, then that's up to them. Courtney Betty, what are your thoughts? Uh, no, no issue at all, John. I, I actually looked at it and based on where things are at right now with our economy, you know, I, I would have thought maybe even a little bit more might be appropriate. 
Thank you all. Good to have you today. That's uh, Courtney Betty, Vass Bednar, and Jerry Yeager. Jerry's going to be back, obviously, at 9.50 to let us know what's happening, but it's also a fun conversation every day of the week in the 9 o'clock hour. Catch the roundtable, round one at 7.45, round two at 8.45. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.